Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Train, Eat, Repeat. Guess who's back? I'm back. Back again. <laughs> I'm here. I'm back. Andrea's back. <laughs> I'm back. Tell a friend. <laughs> I'm the worst Slim Shady ever, <laughs> and I promise you will never hear me say that again. Tell all your friends. Hey, guys, sorry I've been MIA for the last couple of times, but I am here today. And what a great time for you to come back because it's fall. It's freaking cold outside. It's so cold, and it's rainy and gross. And today it's not rainy, but. Sniffling noses yeah. and watering eyes. Cold and season and yeah. sweater weather. Absolutely. And with that typically comes... <laughs> Higher <coughs> sickness rates, exactly. Um, and I know that we've covered immunity uh, probably even back when this podcast started, um, but felt that obviously a lot of things have changed since we covered it last. Uh, obviously, COVID-19 being a big uh, thing that happened in 2020 and still continues to run throughout the country. Um, there's still right around like a thousand cases per day. Um, and to date, you know, there's been 45.5 million cases of COVID wow. in the U.S., uh, 738,000 deaths. Um, and this podcast is not meant to scare you to think like, oh, well, we need to just put our mask back on and hide inside, but more so to give you the tools that you need uh, that you can do yourself in order to build your immunity to these uh, common illnesses. And we're not just talking about COVID. We're talking about influenza, mm -hmm. the common cold. Common cold. You know, we were we were cooped up for almost two years, about 18 months. And now that we're doing more gathering and more social gathering, gathering, the kids are back to school, those germs are brand new and we haven't built an immunity to those germs yet. So you might be seeing a little bit more colds coming by. I was talking with a client earlier and uh, she had said that her daughter had said there's a couple of colds running rampant at the high school. Um, so the colds are out there. I know my youngest had one and it was a nasty, nasty bug. Um, but it wasn't COVID, you know, so there's that. But it's just our, our bodies aren't used to that. So before we dive into exactly what you can do, and we want to sort of put a preface on on this podcast episode that we are not doctors nope. by any stretch of the imagination, and we're not saying that you should ignore the advice of your doctor. If you are sick, you should go see your primary care physician or an emergency room if need be. But the everything that we will detail out in this podcast is from research studies Um that have been fact-checked, um, and it's also things that you can do, okay? We're not giving medical treatment via this podcast. I just Absolutely want to put not. that out there. Nope. nope, this is just to help educate and inform you. Absolutely. So the first thing is, how do you how do you get sick? Or, you know, what are things that contribute to you getting sick? Well, the first thing is pathogen exposure. You're literally exposed to the actual bacteria that causes the, um, the sickness. Um, you can do this through human contact, air droplets, coughing, sneezing, food or contaminated surfaces. Um, in fact, it's been shown that it's more effective uh, in terms of preventing disease. We should all be washing our hands, but it's actually more about the surfaces um, that should be cleaned more regularly. Um, so again, don't have to go crazy with anything, but just making sure that your spaces are clean and that if you do have to cough or sneeze, sneeze you're doing it into your elbow, um, which is the preferred way to um, do that. And always, like you had said, wash your hands. 
you know, wash your hands when you return home um, from the grocery store, getting gas, whatever it might be. Hand sanitizer is is good on a pinch, but it always is best to wash your hands with antibacterial soap. Um, some things that can sort of, uh, you know, protect you from getting sick is what we call innate immunity. So there's physical barriers. So like your mucus lining and cilia and nasal passages. We just talked about a few podcasts back, the importance of breathing properly and breathing through your nose primarily. And not just for stress reduction, but also knowing too that those little hair follicles, much like your eyelashes are there to protect um, your eye from from debris getting in there, your nasal passages can protect you from getting sick as well. Sick and allergens, they they are your filter to your lungs, so to speak. Absolutely. So if you're not a person that is sort of perfected per se, uh, the nose breathing technique, I would definitely say this is the best season to do so. Um, and I think you'll realize too that your uh, overall endurance and performance will improve as well because nitric oxide is being produced. So, And if you need help with that, just go back a couple of episodes and we talk about breathing and how important it is. And it's a really good podcast to listen to. And it's a little awkward at first to learn how to do nasal breathing, but once you get used to it, you'll never go back. Uh, there's also chemical barriers, so stomach acid. In fact, 70% of your immune system lies inside of your stomach, which we'll dive into a little bit more in terms of how can we actually improve uh, the bacteria in our stomach to fight off those diseases. Um, protective cells, so white blood cell quantity, right? So if you're somebody who's dealing with an autoimmune disease, um, it, it's not the autoimmune disease that actually makes you sick. A good example would be like HIV, which turns into AIDS. People don't die from those diseases per se. They die from the fact that their immune system is so compromised and they typically die from something like pneumonia. So the more compromised you are, you are, um, the more important it would be for you to listen to this podcast and ensure that you're doing the things that are within your control um, if you're dealing with a immuno, if you are immunocompromised, um, which is also what we saw over the course of COVID was that the majority of individuals that were um, getting extremely sick, not all, but the most of them um, were immunocompromised mm-hmm. as well. Um, there's also adaptive immunity as well. This would cover things like your vaccinations. Um, if you've had past infections, so if you've gotten inf- infected in the past, um, it's possible that you will have a stronger immunity to that, uh, you know, sort of pathogen that's going around. Similar to like chickenpox. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of us think it's a passage as a child. I didn't get chickenpox till I was actually 19. My dad to this date still has not gotten chickenpox, but. Once you have it, you're less likely to get it again because your body has adapted to that. The other factors that can play into your ability uh, to not only ward off disease, but also have that disease um, be more prevalent or your ability to contract it is stress. Uh, we've talked about the, stra- the way stress affects the body. Um, and it's estimated that 75% of all illnesses are self-induced. Um, and stress is at the heart of it. Absolutely. So, you know those times when you're you're worrying um, and you're trying to lay down at night, but you're stressed out about something that has happened throughout the day, and that stress keeps you from not sleeping. Well, that starts that vicious cycle because 
you're stressed, so you're you're worrying, you're not sleeping, you're not relaxing, your body's not regenerating, and you're um, you're opening your up yourself up, you're exposing yourself to those pathogens. And and it, it's not saying we need to eliminate stress completely. It just means that we need to be mindful of of the balance of the stress of our in our lives, because too much cortisol makes us more susceptible. And not only that, when you're stressed, you end up going to coping techniques like eating tons of processed food, um, alcoholism, um, also trying to like mask it with like really just scary behaviors, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not thinking things through before you act, um, which again is is going to weaken the immune system. And then all of a sudden you end up being sick. Mm-hmm. And all the more reason to understand how to cope with stress. So many different ways we could do that. Uh, another factor is age. So obviously we know as we age, not only do we lose muscle mass and we gain wrinkles and all those unpleasant things, <laughs> um, but especially after age 70, white blood cell function does decrease. That's why we saw the majority of the population that was dying from COVID-19 were in the higher range, end range in terms of age. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know, why they were the first group to get the vaccine specifically. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're over the age of 70 or if you're near eight, near age 70, just know that you don't have as strong of an immune system. But the factors, the things that we're going to talk about in this episode in terms of what you can do to prevent uh, getting sick um, would be just as important for some for you as it is for somebody who is in their 20s, 30s, or 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, your body composition plays a huge role too. Um, having too much or even too little body fat um, can interview with certain compounds and sex hormones that affect immunity. So it's not just talking to the people that have you know a high BMI or um, are considered morbidly obese. It, it's talking about those people that are on the other end of the spectrum too, right? Yeah. That are malnourished and you're not necessarily getting enough nutrients for your body to fight off those diseases. So when you're when you're morbidly obese or man, malnourished, your body is working overtime to uh, help those other systems uh, work harder, and so therefore they can't put that energy into that immunity. The other thing too to think about is typically body composition related diseases like heart disease, high blood pressure, type two diabetes. All of those things increase. Um, the risk of infection and also complications. So somebody who has some of these pre-existing conditions, if you will, they are more susceptible to have a um, a worse uh, infection than maybe somebody who contracted it when they were actually a little bit healthier. Right. So their immune system's already compromised because they are dealing with those other issues that they have. And so once they are then f- uh, faced with a pathogen like flu or COVID-19, their body is already overworked from dealing with those current issues that now they have to stop and then worry about that that new virus that has infected them. So everything gets put, put, on, put on the back burner and your body goes into over overload. So when we talked about nutrient deficiencies already, that's mm-hmm. part of that. Um, but what can people do? So, so now we, we understand how we get sick mm-hmm. or what are some of the things that we can sort of look out for so that way we can avoid those situations if possible. It's not always going to be possible for you to avoid those situations. But what are some things that you can do proactively Mm -hmm. in order to um, eliminate the chances of getting sick? So number one, and we we have a non-negotiable about this with our clients, is stop smoking or don't Mm. smoke. 
Mm -hmm. um, that's a huge factor, uh, specifically in respiratory issues. Um, not smoking is is one of those things that you can control and you can stop doing. So there's a few things that we can control, and there's one thing that we can't control. We can't control our age. Our bodies will age no matter how much we try mm -hmm. and stop it. You will age. But all the other factors that you mentioned, we can control. We have control of those. So stop smoking or don't mo don't smoke. Getting enough sleep. Sleep is so mm. beneficial for your body um, to let it relax, decompress, regenerate, those type of things. Sleep is so, so beneficial for that. And when we say sleep, it's not just about the quantity, but also the quality. So quantity, typically seven to nine hours. I know we've talked about this before. And then just practicing your um, good sleep hygiene uh, sort of pre-bed routine. You know, we're turning off electronics. We're making sure that the room is dark, making sure it's cool enough. 68 degrees happens to be the perfect temperature um, in, in terms of creating a cool climate that you can actually feel uh, sleepy and, and actually fall asleep. Um, and then the quality too. Like if you don't have a device, uh, whether it be a Garmin or an Apple Watch that tracks your sleep, and I understand there are some individuals that you know, don't like wearing a watch to sleep that's per fine. se, yeah. that's fine. But yeah. it has made a drastic difference knowing just not how many hours of sleep I'm getting, but also what the quality is. And I, I will say that I, I'm not a good sleeper. And that's something that I've learned how to be better at for my own needs. So when, when we say good sleep is so beneficial, I know it sounds like, oh, well, that's that's my time, and and we're so um, worried about our time and having those that time for ourselves. That is your time for self, is your sleep, and mm -hmm. that how much you need it. So, look at look at what your what your day encompasses, and see how you can make sure that you get to bed at a decent time. We can't maybe change the time that we wake up, but we can change the time that we have to go to bed. Absolutely. Um, and setting that bedtime reminder oh, is huge. Oh, it's huge. We've yeah. talked about that before. And, and I mean, I have it on my phone and every time it goes ding, ding, ding. And I'm like, oh, it's time to wind down. But that's something that it's, I've tried to be more proactive about it. Like I said, I'm not a good sleeper and I'm trying to be a better sleeper. And I feel like I'm getting a little bit better each time I'm, I'm working on that. Good. Yeah. 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 I'm happy <laughs> for you. Now, the other thing you can control is, is exercise, or we would just like to term it as movement. Again, it, it's shown in numerous studies. It doesn't even have to be like an all out drag out, you know, beat down session in order to get the benefits of it. But essentially what happens is that it's been shown to support immunity by increasing T cells and natural killer cells. So, you know, if we can build up the strength of our immune system and our white blood cells, when we do get sick, we shouldn't get hit as hard. Now, what that means though, is that, you know, again, we're not talking about like four days a week of, of strength training and, and also running. In one study, um, elderly sedentary women had a 50% chance of getting upper respiratory illness during the fall season. But then when they were prompted to start a half hour per day walking program, the risk dropped to 20%. And then among runners of that group, the risk was only 8%. So, you know, it goes to show if you move your body and, and we're, we're, you know, Focusing on that breathing while we're doing it, there's less of a chance of you getting sick. And think of it this way. When you're moving your body, your heart rate increases. It might not increase high, but it increases, meaning your blood is traveling through your body at a little bit of a quicker, quicker rate, making sure those white blood cells go throughout your body as well. So you're pushing that good blood all the way through that body. You're also breathing 
in and out using your nasal breathing, but then you're also relieving stress. So that takes another mm-hmm. one that'll help. It'll help you reduce stress. And in turn, it might help you sleep better too. So it covers a lot of different ones. It's a whammy. Yeah. It, it covers. <laughs> it, big whammy. Yeah, big whammies, big whammies. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it. we've talked about exercise and nauseam and the benefits of it, but especially for immunity. Now on the other end of the spectrum, you can overdo it. Um, and beat yourself down to a point where your immune system is actually compromised. Because the way I like to say is, is that you beat your body up when you're working out. The recovery is where you actually see the results. And and obviously, to be redundant, the body recovers. So making sure that you have good rest periods timed into your workout programming um, is so important um, and should not be forgotten. In fact, in one study... um, uh, after following the weeks following the marathon and ultra marathons, runners reported a two to six fold increase in upper respiratory infections. So think about it. These people just did ran a marathon, which is 26.2 miles and ultra marathon is a hundred miles. These are peak physical conditioned mm-hmm. athletes. athletes yeah. Only 1% of the population of the entire world in their lifetime will run a marathon, right? But yet they're getting sick after because their body has been so depleted of nutrients of its energy system, its glycogen. Um, And so what can you do about it? Well, number one, again, making sure that you're taking the necessary downtime. A lot of people will jump right back into it. We took a whole week off from running and I did after our half marathon. Those, those effects of, of breakdown in your body as well. I felt like my chest was a little tight. I was I was really tired and I, I just needed to catch up. And we, like you said, we took a recovery period. And there is something that you can do. Um, it, it sounds kind of like, uh, like a magic pill, but it, it works. Um, but it turns out if you give runners a spoonful of nutritional yeast in the four weeks following the race, they appear to have half the rates of infection and overall felt better, reporting a six or seven out of 10 in terms of 10 being like, I feel my best compared to the placebo group who only said they feel about a four or five out of 10. And you know what's in nutritional yeast? Vitamin B. There you go. Iron. Vitamin B12, iron, everything that our our bodies need and probably don't have enough of. And I think, too, not just in terms of people who do marathons, but you could add nutritional yeast to anything. Oh, yeah. We add it to our tofu, but you can add it to um, popcorn, you know, salads, soups. It's like a a universal universal spice. (laughs) Universal spice. And then also uh, we talked about gut health, you know, keeping your GI tract healthy. it houses over 70% of our immunity. So basically a healthy gut is going to equal better chances of warring off bugs. Um, we've talked about eating uh, probiotic rich foods, which in this case would be any type of uh, yogurt or um, kefir, kombucha, um, anything that's fermented that will help you with that probiotic as well, but also fiber-rich foods. Yes. Plant-based fiber-rich foods, fruits and vegetables. Eat your fruits and vegetables, people. It's, it's a good time to do that. Apples are in season and they're delicious. Because what you're also getting through those fruits and vegetables is vitamin C. Um, you know, one to two servings per day is perfect. Another ingredient or macronutrient that you need is protein. People think of protein, they think muscle, they don't think immunity. Oh, yeah. But they're the building block of antibodies. So people who are protein deficient are more susceptible to infectious disease. And we see it more often in women um, than we do in men. 
Um, so definitely aiming for at least a serving with every meal or snack. And if you're going by our method of tracking, it's about a palm size of protein-rich foods. And I've always heard that if you do feel like you're getting sick, to increase your protein, either mm-hmm. add an extra shake in there or extra dose of protein in there, and that'll help build your protein, your immunity back up as well. Vitamin D, I mean... Vitamin D gets talked about all the time, but super helpful for immunity. It basically, the rule of thumb is if you don't live near the equator, you should definitely consider we supplementing. We all be on a vitamin D supplement. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but right, on, right around 600 to 4,000 IUs per day. I know people that are even north of that because there are certain individuals that don't that have a special pigment in their skin that doesn't allow them to absorb the vitamin D from sunlight, so they have to supplement. And the reason why you want a liquid form, which is the best um, absorbable form, is that it's going to get right under your capillaries and your tongue, and it's going to be absorbed easier. Um, but it's so important because it helps protect against respiratory tract infections. Um, so go get your vitamin D supplements um, for sure. Zinc. Also important, I know zinc was in the in the media, um, especially when COVID-19 hit, but it supports T-cells. So those are fighter cells. There's a thing out there that's uh, the nose swipes that are full of a, a zinc supplement that you put in, in your nose when you're feeling sick. And then omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, so obviously your servings of walnuts, flax seeds, chia seeds, oily fish. Um, if you don't eat fish, uh, probably... Supplementing with a form of DHA or EPA would be good, Um, but it's definitely going to help in terms of reducing inflammation and also help the white blood cells do their job as well. And inflammation is not bad. Inflammation means that the body is fighting something. You just want it to be as strong as possible as it goes in for that fight. And flax seeds and chia seeds are super easy. You can put them on salads, soups, smoothies, anything like that. Uh, We talked about probiotics, bananas, yogurt, sauerkraut, sauerkraut. Boost that that bacteria. Uh, moderate your alcohol intake. Again, um, it, it's not necessarily clear in terms of how it depresses the immune system, um, but it, it just it jeopardizes health. Plain well, a simple. lot of time we're reaching for alcohol because we're stressed, right? So it's another factor that's that's for there. And I would we always advocate try to control your frequency over your volume. So I would say choose two days out of the week where you're going to have at least a drink. I'm not telling you you can have as much as you want, but on those days in particular, that's when you have a glass of alcohol. Yeah, take a minute, stop and think, is it something that you really need? And then balancing your stress, um, you know, finding ways or things that help you relax. Mm-hmm. So whether that's a walk in nature, your journaling, again, it's a balance of stress. It's not getting rid of stress. Um, but, you know, the better that you can do that, uh, the less compromised your immune system will be. And then, of course, wash your hands. Yeah. Always wash your hands. For sure. And and just make sure that your services in your home are uh, clean. Uh, you don't have to go nuts. I mean, we know how many chemicals there yeah. are in those cleaners, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a whole different podcast that we could run. <laughs> uh, but I think the biggest thing is, is that you, you have a lot in your control when it comes to your immunity. And I think there's a lot of things that you can do, just like we advocate all the time. There's a lot of things you can do for your own health. You just have to be educated up on it. And again, not taking it too seriously. Um, you, if you get, there's an, even if you hit every single thing that we just talked about and you were practicing regularly, there's still a chance you'll get sick. Absolutely. There's, I mean, you can't 
do anything when you come in contact with a with a virus. You know, you you've if you put your best foot forward, that virus is still going to invade your body. But it's just how you take care of yourself to put that best foot forward. For sure, and and more importantly, if you do get sick, which you could happen, yes. right? We all get sick. These are the rules around exercise and movement. First of all, go see your doctor. Yes. Stay Drink away from people. <laughs> Drink lots of water. But more so, there's a rule around exercise. You can still exercise if your conditions are like you have a sore throat, maybe you're doing a little bit of coughing, you have a runny nose, congested nose. Those things typically are common with like a common cold, right? But when you start to have fever, elevated heart rate, body aches. Um, it's your body's way of telling you to stop. Yes, I need to go to bed and I need you to relax. It, it's working so hard to fight that infection and you're just going to make it worse by depressing your immune system if you try to push it. So yes, you're going to take two steps back. Yep. Take that metal off your neck and set it down. You can rest and I promise you, you'll come back even stronger if you give yourself that time to recover. Um, and that's pretty much about it. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Yeah. Um, a lot of things you can control from your stress to what you eat uh, to the environment that you put yourself in. Your sleep. Absolutely. Um, you know, you can build a very strong immune system just by eating the right foods and doing the tactics that we talked you about. You don't have to buy the flashy supplements that are out there now. Just as long as you're eating the right fruits and vegetables and protein, making sure you're hitting all those major, major packets. And the only things you should be supplementing with are things you're deficient in. And if you're... Vitamin D. Vitamin D being one of them, but if you're curious in terms of what your body composition is like, go to your doctor and have them do a blood test. Yep. And they can tell you exactly which nutrients you're deficient in. And then you can work with either your doctor or a health coach like us to get more of those nutrients via diet and also while supplementing to fill in those nutritional gaps. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this episode. Again, you can leave a rating review on iTunes um, and a written review, too, to let us know what you guys thought of the episode. If you have specific questions around this episode, you can reach both of us on Instagram and also Facebook. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.